Remember for the church of Thyatira, there's a woman called Jezebel. And I, let me just read that. In Revelation chapter 2, verse 20, it says, I have a few things against you because you allow the woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophetess to teach and seduce my servants, to get my servants away from me. Okay? How? To commit sexual immorality and eat things sacrificed to idols. Now, it's interesting here because there was a woman in this church that had tremendous influence. Notice what it says. She called herself a prophetess or a prophet. Beware of those who go about with their business cards saying, I'm prophet A or prophet B. I'm apostle A. They are calling themselves. If you're a prophet, if you're an apostle, your colleagues in the ministry will say so. You don't have to go banding it about all the time. Beware. Be alert. This woman Jezebel called herself a prophetess. And she had influence in this church. And the influence, her teaching, took them away from their devotion to the Lord Jesus Christ. It permitted them to have uh, sexual immorality and, and eat foods that were sacrificed to idols. Things that displeased the Lord. Be alert. So don't be afraid to check people out, folks. Check me out. No, I'm telling you the truth. Check Pastor Bob out. Check all the people you hear out. What they're saying, is it really from God? Are they acknowledging that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God? Are they preaching the kingdom message? Or is it a world view? Is it the culture? Is it more in line with the culture? It's incredible how wonderful men of God, you know, are now embracing same-sex marriage. Is that what the Bible talks about? The world can, can embrace whatever it wants, but the scripture is very clear. Beware. Be alert. Be careful. Notice what it says, you allow that woman Jezebel. You allow, you, you give permission so that's important. Don't be afraid to check them out. Secondly, look beyond the signs and wonders to the fruits. Now, you see, the signs and wonders will catch your attention just like that, right? But God wants us to look beyond the signs and the wonders to the fruit. Fruit is something you notice over a period of time, right? So you have to be careful not just to look at the signs and wonders and just go full speed ahead. Look to see if the people who are exhibiting these signs and wonders have the fruits. Jesus gave this warning in Matthew 7, 15. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous um, wolves. And then verse 16. You will know them by their fruits. You will know them by their fruits. So here, and he goes on and talks about, um, can, uh, do men gather grapes from thorn thorn bushes or figs from thistles. Basically he's saying good, good fruits doesn't come from bad trees. Bad fruit doesn't come from good trees. So the fruits are going to determine whether they are good or whether they're bad. So if somebody exhibits signs and wonders and yet they curse the Lord on a regular basis, warning! If somebody does signs and wonders and is sleeping with everybody in the church, warning! If somebody does signs and wonders, amazing miracles, has word of knowledge, and yet they are on their seventh marriage, warning. Warning. He said by their fruits. What is the fruit? Their character. 
And you see, we don't look at character these days. It's, 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 you know, people, people judge you by your shoes or judge you by the car you, you, you drive. You know, they're, they're not thinking whether you have integrity. Yeah, maybe you have to start your car over and over again before it starts, but you're honest. But people aren't impressed by that. If you drive in with that Mercedes or BMW or Lexus, glory to God, then straight away our eyes are open. Oh, the Lord's favor is upon them. But how did they get that Mercedes at 22 with no job? <laughs> Character. Character. The fruits. Are they exhibiting the fruits of the Spirit? Are they patient? Are they kind? Are they gentle? Do they manipulate people left, right, and center? Warning. Do they force people to do things? Warning. Do they manipulate? Curse you if you leave the church. Warning. Are they Christ-like? You know one of the things about Jesus Christ and the God and the Holy Spirit? They'll tell you the way to go. This is the right way. That's the wrong way. But you choose. They never force you. So if there is a spiritual leader that is always forcing people to do what they want to do, warning by their fruits do they have self-control these are really really important you will know them by their fruits are they living living a christ life like life are they are they living the will of god the purpose of god you see prophesying casting out devils signs and wonders there's only it's only one thing it's, it's a sign it's a wonder and, and yes it gets your attention but that's not all of it what is their fruits like? By their fruits, their character, their lifestyles, Jesus says that you will know them. You will know the genuine. Is a prophetic teacher rarely a wolf in sheep's clothing? That's another, that's another warning, he said. Matthew 7, 50, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly, they are ravenous wolves. Now that's interesting. He says they come to you in sheep's clothing. In other words, they're just like any other sheep. They say the talk. They praise the Lord. They quote the verses. They're like sheep. They're in sheep's clothing. But inside, they're ravenous wolves. They're greedy, hungry wolves out to take advantage of you, the sheep. So inside, they're just greedy. And they have so many schemes, and I shudder. It's as if people don't read the Bible. Men of God, women of God, if you're listening to me here, I'm just saying, read the book of Ezekiel and see how God speaks to his shepherds. He warns them. They are his flock. You can't manipulate them and, and think God doesn't care about it. You can't be a ravenous wolf taking advantage of God's precious, vulnerable sheep. No. But Jesus warns us, and he says, beware of those who come in sheep's clothing, but inside they're greedy wolves. What do wolves do? They scatter the sheep, and they pounce on the vulnerable. They take advantage of the sheep to eat the sheep. And many false prophets and false teachers have done that in this day and age, taking advantage of so many vulnerable people with all sorts of schemes that are really sales tactics. And as if God doesn't see. But he's warning us. 
Beware. Paul speaks of that as well. Acts 20, 29. I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come in among you. This is Paul speaking. He's talking to the elders of, you know, I think it was Ephesus. You know, and he, was, he, he was leaving. He was trying to counsel them, encourage them. He says, I know that as I leave, savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock, even from your own number. Gosh. People that are from your own number. In other words, people in your midst will arise and distort the truth in order to draw away disciples after them. Then he says, so be on your guard. And he says, remember that for three years, I never stopped warning you, warning each of you night and day with tears. That's how much of a concern it was for Paul. Because he loved God's flock. And he knew they were vulnerable. He says, I know this is going to happen, but you got to be alert. It's incredible how people take things from the Old Testament, just one part, you know, and make it a whole doctrine. Like the woman, the, the, the widow that God sent Elijah to, the Zarephath, you know, and she gave her all, you know, and, 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 and God sustained her through, the, through the, 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 the time of famine. It was a miracle. God asked um, Elijah to do that, and that miracle followed. Amen. She, stepped, she put out her faith, and it happened. But does that mean that's the doctrine now? How about Elisha? Naaman, the Syrian general, had leprosy, went to Elisha. And then Elisha said, go and wash in the Jordan seven times. And, and he, he, you know, his leprosy vanished and he was like a, uh, he, his skin was like a baby skin. He was completely cured. It was a miracle. And so Naaman went back to Elisha with gold and silver and so many presents. And Elisha said, no. Nobody seems to talk about that, 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 that dealing with, with the prophets and, and, and another person. Nobody develops a principle from that. They distort the truth. They distort the truth. I'm not saying that God will not challenge you sometimes to give you all. I'm not saying that. But when it becomes the doctrine, there's something wrong. When you make, it, you make everybody... Max out their credit card, empty their bank account, and they have kids. That is a ravenous wolf. God give me grace. I didn't know I was going to go that way. Amen. The wolf will take advantage of the sheep. Beware of prophets and teachers, false prophets and teachers, who draw you away from where you are at. Beware, be careful, beware, be alert, because that's what the wolf will do, it will try to draw you away from where you are settled with a shepherd, right? You can, you, the sheep always were with a shepherd, right? But the wolf will try and, you know, if you watch this, um, uh, I can't remember the Discovery Channel, yeah, you see how these predators, you, you know, they, they, they're, they're very smart. And, and these lions or these wolves, and what they do is they, they just try to get the one on the periphery. To get away from the herd, right? And that's exactly what some of these, these wolves do. Romans 6, 17 says, I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses, contrary to the doctrine which you learn, and avoid them. He actually says avoid them. For 18, for those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. And notice what it says, by smooth words and flattering speech, they deceive the hearts of the simple. So men, they're talkers. They can motivate. They can say it all. They can put the sentences together. They can quote the scriptures. And it's flattery. It makes you feel good. 
But what they're doing is they're deceiving. Be on your guard. What are the prophets or the teachers teaching? That is important to God. It's not just the sign or the wonder. God warned his people not to dwell only on the sign and the wonder. Look beyond the signs and wonders to the hearts of their teachings. Now, this means that you have to be diligent because most of us, we just flock to the signs and wonders and we forget about everything. I remember once in Ghana, one of my, my cousins, you know, came home and said, man, the Lord moved today. I said, really? He said, yeah. You know, the woman was slain and signs and wonders, word of knowledge, so accurate. The place was charged and it was going on and on and on. I was listening. I said, really? Praise God. I said, what did they preach on? She couldn't remember. She did not remember the word. He took notice of the signs and wonders, but not the teaching. Look beyond the signs and wonders to the heart of their teachings. God wants us here. Um, this, I'm closing with this scripture. Deuteronomy 13, 1, it says, Suppose, this is God speaking to the people. Suppose there, is a prof, there are prophets among you, or those who dream dreams about the future, and they promise you signs or miracles. And the predicted signs or miracles occur. Now, this is very interesting. God is saying that, if there are prophets among you and they predict things about the future or they, they say certain signs are going to happen, certain ones, and actually those things actually happen, God is saying, giving us a warning here that don't just settle for the revelations, the signs and the wonders and the miracles. Because in the next verse it says this, if they say, now he's talking about teaching, the, the doctrine, the word. If they say, come, let us worship other gods, gods you have not known, do not listen to them. Now, what he's saying is that some people are going to prophesy, it will come to pass. Some people are going to dream dreams, the dreams will come to pass. Some people are going to predict things, they'll come to pass. Some people are going to have miracles, they'll come to pass. But if they say anything that takes you away from the worship of the only true God, watch out. Watch out. It's what they teach in, in terms of these false prophets and teachers. What they teach is in relation to their relationship with the Lord. Does it encourage us to love God more? Or does it take us away from our love for God? Does it build our relationship with the Lord? Or does it steer us away from our relationship with God? Our devotion. That's why Paul was concerned. He says, just like Satan deceived Eve in the garden. You know, I'm concerned for you because you're, you know, they are, they are false teachers who are taking you away from your true, pure devotion of our Lord Jesus Christ. Some prophets and teachers today encourage people more concerning prosperity than they do our relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, I believe in prosperity. I believe that God wants us to prosper in all things and be in health just as our soul prospers. I believe that with all my heart. I do. But when the teaching... <laughs> makes you more loyal, more devoted to prosperity than to the Lord Jesus Christ, then you have to be careful. And you know what? Money is a God. People think, oh, I don't have an idol there. But do you serve money? Jesus says you can't serve God and money. These are Jesus' words. You can't do the two. Either you do one or the other. In other words, you know, if, if your heart is really passionate, your energy is passionate for the Lord Jesus Christ, it will show by the things you do, by your commitment, by the things, you, how you spend your time, how you devote your time. Your relationship with God will, is reflected by how you spend time with him. 
And your relationship with money also shows that. And a lot of times people preach the word of prosperity in such a way that it entices and encourages people to desire prosperity more than the coming of the Lord. Are they diverting that away from the Lord? He says, if any prophet says things and they come to pass, but tell you to worship another God, is the God that they are talking about money. Be careful. We cannot worship both God and money. Beware. Notice what it says in verse 3. The Lord your God is testing you to see if you truly love him with all your hearts and your soul. It's all a test, folks. The devil will do everything to get you away from loving God, being devoted to him, cherishing him, spending time with him. He will do everything he can to take you away from your love for God. And your love for God is really obedience to his word. His word concerning loving him and loving your neighbor as yourself. That really sums it all up. But that's what the intention is. Notice what it says. The person, the prophet that has all these signs and wonders, but says, worship another God, he says, do not listen to them. Don't entertain it. Turn it off. You got the power on that remote control. Click off or switch the channel. <laughs> he says, do not listen to them. Isn't that pretty clear? What does it mean not to listen to somebody? Don't listen. That's all it means. Glory to God. But God is really testing our loyalty. Ultimately, God is testing our loyalty to him. Do we really love God with all our hearts? Are we devoted to our Lord? Are we expecting his coming? Are we serving him? No, verse 4 says, serve only the Lord your God and fear him only. Verse, verse 4, I hope I, yeah, serve the Lord, only the Lord your God and fear him only. Obey his commands, listen to his voice. It says, cling to him. Cling to him. That's another thing that bothers me about the prophetic sometimes. Sometimes people who operate in the prophetic, and I'm not saying all of them are, some of them don't know, but they, 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 they have congregations and, and they let them depend on them for decisions instead of teaching them to listen to God. But God wants his people to hear his voice. Sometimes it will be through you. Yes, I don't deny that. But on a regular basis, it should be directly. We have to teach people to hear the voice of God, to search the scriptures for themselves. But when you are, you, are, you are operating in such a way that they depend on you, they cling to you, they serve you. Warning. Warning. He's, God is really testing our loyalty to him. That's really what it is. So the sign and the wonder, yes, is something that we need in the church today. I pray for that on a regular basis, and we will see that manifest here in this house, amen, and in the city of Guelph. I'm believing God. But glory to God, we also believe that the word has to be balanced. It has to be taught right. It has to be the transparent word of God. It has to be the word that brings correction, reproof, training in righteousness, that the man of God may be equipped for every good work. That word should encourage, that word should comfort, that word should heal. But it should also bring reproof and correction. We want that word of God and we want to cling to that word. And then we don't want to be hearers only of the word, we want to be doers of the word. 
God's word to us today is that beware of deception through signs and wonders. And he's given us the different elements that we can do guidelines to test. Don't be afraid to test to see if the person really is genuine in terms of how they relate to Jesus Christ as the Son of God or their testimony. Is it really the world view or is it the kingdom view? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. God wants you to do that. Amen? Then also you have to look out and see very clearly. You know, check out the fruits, not just the sign and the wonder. Check out the teaching, the doctrine. What are they saying? Is what they're saying stirring you up to love God more? Or is it taking you away and distracting you from that number one objective, the pure devotion to Jesus? These are things that you want to take seriously. And the Lord will keep you safe in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God.